0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Need to hire? You need Indeed. In sixth place in the league.
2: Oh. <laughs> it's the True Faith Podcast with me, Cy Campbell with Adam Widrington who's just given us an update on our league position. If you heard that at the start. <laughs> and Benjamin Wade recording immediately after the Newcastle United 3-all draw with Manchester City at St. James's Park. We ha- we would just want to get straight on with it. Such is the adrenaline. Such has been this wild, wild afternoon of football. We want to crack straight on. Um, there's so much to cover. I'm going to jump straight into it, lads. Um, but obviously, um, I'm just going to put a quick shout-out. We're on Patreon. For £8 a month, you can hear this part plus loads, loads more. Um, I'll say that no more times, and we're going to go straight on with it. First of all, Adam or Ben, um, in whichever order, the occasion itself. Now, I thought that this would be... It had the potential to be an absolute write-off. You know, we could have taken a, a bat ring on a Sunday afternoon. 4.30 kickoff, not my favorite kickoff time. I always assume the atmosphere is going to suffer for the fact that people have work on the Monday, that public transport's less available, et cetera, et cetera it wasn't like that at all was it the 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 stadium was rocking from start to finish adam how was this afternoon for you absolutely
1: mind-blowing it's that's that's one of the most exhilarating premier league matches i've I've ever attended It, it it seemed to have everything i think i don't think it could be underestimated just how big a performance that was like how symbolic i think that is of the progress made under the new owners um this is what Newcastle United are now. This this isn't anomalous. This isn't... The form since January on has been sustained over summer and now into this new season. And I think the performance today, the result today, the noise that we heard today is, is just... It just reaffirms where we are now, who we are now. And it's going to take so long to, to, to still trying to readjust just how good we are now. And that is who we are. It's not... Oh, we did well in that game, but we're probably going to go. We're just a really, really good football team who's well drilled, um, who's well conditioned. We're energetic. Everyone knows what they're doing, and the way that the crowd can lift this side and this togetherness that we felt <coughs> today—it it, was—it was terrifying at times. It was exhilarating. It was thrilling. It was just—it just blew my mind. I was—I was speechless a few times. <laughs> I, I did shout a lot at the officials as well but <laughs> i think i think just guttural noises coming from me um limbs it was just it was just a magnificent event it was an absolute privilege to be there today to yeah. to see just what this newcastle united team are capable of and and know that this is a platform for where we could go as early as this season it was simply superb it was incredible from start to finish, and it's it's still taking a lot out of me to, to process everything that we've just seen. It, that So much has happened, and I guess we're going to do our very best to try and articulate that to our uh, to our listeners. But uh, yeah, I, I've had an unbelievable day, sigh.
2: Yeah, I was nervous about recording now because I'm so emotionally drained, so exhausted from the excitement of the <laughs> afternoon. I don't know if I can articulate, like you have very well, Adam, how good a day this was. Um, and I was absolutely wrong about the atmosphere. My my concerns about the Sunday afternoon kickoff were just absolutely wrong. I think Steve Bruce did that to me. Basically, if it was on a Sunday, the atmosphere would be very good. If it was on a Saturday afternoon, it wouldn't be very good. But I was maybe just, I'm just I'm just harking back to a time that no longer exists. This was incredible, Ben. You were with me in the pub beforehand from about one o'clock. We had a few beers. You were a bit nervous about the uh, the, the possible outcome of this game as well, but. I mean did did this fixture deliver everything you'd hoped for
3: I mean I I would say understandably I mean they (laughs) they are ridiculously good and and kind of showed that but yeah I think um I mean I I I won't say too much because Adam's pretty much summed everything up but um yeah it was just an incredible um game to watch just I mean like just it was just end to end. I mean, I'm just looking back at some of the stats now. I mean, the saying we only had about 31% possession, but it did not feel like that. Like it felt like it was a pretty um kind of turn for a game and almost like a basketball game at times, where it was kind of us attacking and them attacking and it was just an, an absolute pure delight to just see that that football. And it's funny you kind of mention predecessors, like some of the football we've had to kind of just bear. Sort of grin and bear and, and kind of get through, yeah. For, like well, pretty much in the, our whole lifetime. Um, to then kind of see our team playing and going toe to toe with with what's kind of universally accepted as one of the greatest teams of our generation around at the moment, like a world class team. And and we gave as good as we got today, and uh, it was just a, it was just unbelievable to watch that. As I say, a lot of these players we've, we've talked about it a lot. Like a lot of these players have been with the club for a while, and if, if I, I suppose you would say, kind of been wasted a little bit. Some of the talent we've got, Um, because especially, I mean, you look at how how Miggy and, and Maximan played today, and I think that's the big challenge for them, as it's the consistency, isn't it? But they've showed today, they gave Man City a runaround at times, and and really created problems for them. I think that's going to be the challenge for for Howe how can he get those performances out of them consistently because we didn't see that last week and, and that was kind of one of the criticisms we had and um but it, it just shows you kind of the level that this the potential that this team has to to perform at is is we can go and give a pretty good account of ourselves against one of the, the greatest Premier League sides of, of all time you were probably saying um it was just a privilege to watch and yeah I, I, as I say I think um Adam's pretty much summed up all the emotions but it was just it was just a class game and as, as disappointed as we are to come away from a point of saying something at the same time I'm I'm just buzzing like still from that we've got to see like as good a game as we did
1: and 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 you're right Ben and it's not even just about the fact that we went toe to toe it's how we went toe to toe we weren't we didn't sit back we didn't absorb which I, I think most of us expected we it was open it was frenetic like you said it was end to end stuff it was and not many teams i don't think can can go and do that and we did press a bit as well in right in their box at times when they're kicking out from goal kicks, I don't think many people, uh, many teams could could have that kind of open game against Man City and survive in the way that we did. But I mean, this is just this is Eddie Howe. Like he made he makes our players fearless. The stamina that we have now because of his conditioning, because of the training that's been put over the last calendar year, and we just know that at St James's Park, any team is beatable under Eddie Howe. Like he he has a plan for everything. He does his homework. He does his research. He's a complete footballing nerd. And I love him. I absolutely love him. And I love what he's done to this team. I love what he's done to the players and the connection that he's created between what's happening on the pitch and the stands, which as we all know, hasn't been there for so, so long. And I think, Ben, you make, you make a really good point about that. What, what we need to do is be able to bring this kind of intensity, bring this level of performance to the Southamptons, to the West Hams, to the villas, to the to the yeah. teams, to the teams that aren't the big box office teams. To the to the Brightons. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. There was a difference in performance between last week and this week. However, it's if we can get pumped up like this, if we can perform like this most weeks, and it doesn't have to be every week because that's not realistic. If we can get pumped up like this most weeks, certainly at home, then I honestly think we'll make Europe. Because I, mean, I think we'll, that
3: Sorry, I was just going to say, I mean, just on that point, Adam, I think you can be pretty satisfied with the performances that we've had at home this season. I mean, that Forest, I know it's only two games, but Forest and the City games have been two of the best performances I've seen Newcastle put in a long time. We, we were so dominant at times in both games. Um, obviously, the Forest won more so, but um, like it does give you, fill you the confidence that we, we we can kind of make St. James the fortress that it was kind of under the Robson years where you were, it was almost like a banker kind of 14 wins from home at least and if we can get that then that is the, the kind of year um along that's going to take you into european contention and and as you say then it's about nick nicking a few results away and and you're right it's it's it we, we can't expect them to to play that kind of intensity and that well every week um but as as we said at the time as well i think we don't need to against teams. we're not going to be playing a man city every week so kind of a 70% or 80% of that performance should be good enough to beat most teams. So it, it's just really exciting, isn't it?
2: I think, um, whilst you're right, Ben, we weren't by any means at our best against Brighton. And you could argue it was, it was a under-par performance from, from Eddie Howe's Newcastle, from what we've come to expect. But Brighton have won their other two games. They're, they're above us in the league. And that's looking more and more like a good result as as time mm-hmm. goes on. I expect Brighton will be in the top half coming the end of the season. And if you are taken a point off them, you've done a pretty good job the the two home performances, like you say, though, have, have been so encouraging, and I, I I can't even believe, but I would say they were level up again from from what we were, what we were getting last season. I thought I thought the Nottingham Forest game was so um, mature in that we just we did we we kept calm and we saw out that game, and then we got we got the breakthrough when we when we got it. We didn't panic about the fact that we couldn't break them down. We just kept endeavouring and, and got the goal today. Man City took the lead, and instead of capitulating, we were like, "Nah, nah, we're in this game." and we and we gave them gave as good as we got back and forward back and forward i mean i experienced lads every possible emotion i could have done during the 90 minutes today and i i thought i did see him crying i did see him crying (laughs) i thought i thought i lost that i thought steve bruce had seen seen taken away some of that emotion from me i thought i could never get that involved that into a single game of football as as i did today but it absolutely came flooding back i mean well We'll we'll cover some of the key moments before getting into a bit more detail on individual performances and, and certain situations. But I mean, the, the game couldn't have couldn't started worse. Really, could it? Another another Man City another Man City fixture, another goal within the first five minutes, and you just start thinking, oh, here we go, lads. <laughs> um, it was Bernardo Silva, wasn't it, on the wing who was given Burn a bit of a tough time early doors. He was he was beaten man. He was he was tricky. He was inside. He was cutting inside. And then he released an unbelievably good ball, which looked offside because the ball was so good. You just assume he must be offside. No one's in that much space in the box. It looks really bad defensively, but it was so perfect. And, and he take, uh, takes it down and scores within, within. I think it was the fourth minute. And we're just like, oh, here we are fucking go, Adam.
1: Yeah, so I noticed in the first half, I mean, this is before and after the Gundogan goal, just how much space he kind of had because I think because they're so good at passing through the lines and when we'd sort of gone into them and pressed it, it was obviously one of the dangers of the press that they they just have the players who can pass it 20 yards through players and lands at the feet of, of, of Gundawan. I think it was him who then knocked it out and I saw his run right into the box and yeah, there was nobody following it and it was a bit of an error, but for him to con- control that in the way that he did, it was a bit of an awkward one, the bounce, but I think it was um, maybe Botman trying to slide in at the end to try and stop it. But yeah, it, it, it was very poor. And, you, and I think, yeah, like you're right, Sai. I think everyone at that point just thought, ah, oh, bloody hell. Like I thought we were really going to give them a game. Is it all going to crumble from this point? But I guess to show the character that we did that it didn't go that way is just another um, another achievement of the day, another um, another thing to, to, to celebrate. We... we you really really battled out there and toughed it out
3: it was a proper uh like three chase to Gundogan moment wasn't it like you just got to appreciate it. <laughs> i think Will-, Will i think willick's actually like hold like is the the closest kind of marker of him I mean, obviously you'd think midfield midfield then you- you're right i mean it happened numerous times where their midfield they're just so intelligent they make runs kind of off the back of people's shoulders kind of when they're that the the kind of blindside them and it, it happened time and time again and we kind of got away with it a couple of times as well, um. But I think that's kind of uh, that's that's a good thing in a way in terms of it just kind of show it's kind of a lesson a hard lesson to learn I suppose in terms of you just can't switch off at any point you've got to concentrate for the ninety minutes and I think that'll be something that Eddie will be kind of hopefully pointing out to the players to say look like. We've, we've probably cost ourselves three points here because we, we switched off at certain key moments in that game and I think it happened for especially for the third goal um, was quite a similar um, kind of situation and I, I mean, you've, you've got to give credit to them it's, it's world class play, like not many teams can, can kind of deliver that ball time that run, kind of everything that goes into it but um, at the same time, you, you do feel, it just felt like, oh, that was so easy like it felt avoidable as well so I think there is things that we can work on and and uh and, and definitely kind of cut cut things like that out just by just staying alert and kind of being aware of that danger
1: and and that's the thing with Eddie how he will learn from those mistakes he, he'll obviously celebrate this the, the the performance but you just know that his professionalism and his desire to keep improving this team and keep improving these players and keep improving himself that he will he will critically analyze every single second of that 90 minutes um, all week, I think, um, because we know that we will learn from those mistakes. Previous times, previous managers, we might not have done that. Rafa, we would have. And I think under Eddie Howe, it's the same. He's, he's obsessed with improvement, marginal gains. He will find out what went wrong and they'll, they'll make a point of working on it. And it's all part of the, this progression of this team and this development and, yeah it's it's we we know we've got the right man at the helm who's who's actually going to you know critically analyze in in the right way constructive criticism of his players while giving them a pat on the back and saying you've done a bloody good job there but also let's do this next week and and that's really really exciting to know that we have we're in really really capable hands
2: yeah absolutely and play, play like that next week by the way we'll we'll battle wolves we're we'll battle wolves playing like that um yeah, I think that said it was it was a bit of a shock to the system, wasn't it? Because um, we we'd literally I think we got we got a corner within the first twenty seconds. You know, we started the game quite positively and got up the other end and and, and got a corner. I don't think we did. We took it short. You know, that is a new thing that I'm 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 having to be patient with because I'm sure there's a reason for it. But we're taking a lot of short corners. Well, they scored their second goal from a short corner. Yeah, so. yeah. So something to learn from. Try and emulate them. Um, that said, the the crowd did not let that goal change anything the players and the manager did not let that goal change anything we continued in the exact same way there wasn't any kind of oh shit shit the bed we're gonna have to do something different it was like no no we're going to continue to play our game we're going to continue to challenge you we're going to continue to press you we're going to continue to do our thing and that you know we'll get something out of this game and the crowd could see that the crowd reacted in the exact way i'd expect it to in such a such a big occasion adam
1: and it reminded me a little bit of Everton at home last season, where we did go goal down, and we did not let that for. I mean, we, mm. we equalised within about a minute, two minutes there. So, slightly different here, but it was the way that we were we were resolute that we didn't let that, um, we didn't lose our composure after conceding, which is, I mean, us as seasoned Newcastle fans are just used to um, over over the course of many many years of disappointing disappointing campaigns. But the, the, the again that just that character to to say like let's not panic. Let's just play our game. Let's remember what we've done in training all yeah. week. And we did not let that one goal rattle us. And instead, when we started banging them in at the other end, I think we did rattle them. And I think that they really, really didn't have an answer to just our general intensity. It, that 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 first 45 minutes, I know, Ben, you mentioned um, on the instant reaction there, Pod, straight after the stadium, uh, coming out of the stadium, uh, you know, this... That the, the intensity of that 45 minutes, how good uh, a performance in that first 45 uh, was. It, I, see, I was saying it half time to people around me. And, you know, it's almost like I'd, I, we could lose this game 5-2 now, but it it, it almost, I felt going into the game because I didn't think that we'd even pick up a point today. I, I knew we'd give them a good game and we, <laughs> we we did more than that, I think. But I think that that that, that 45, to be able to turn the game on its head Against the best team in the league, in my opinion, it, 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 it's almost like we didn't want that. We didn't want that um, half to end. But at halftime, I was saying, to people around me, it, it's 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 okay. Like we've we've already shown what we can do. Like the, the, you know, we've given a really really good account of ourselves. We are not lying down. We know that whatever happens, it feels like we were always going to give our all. Like we 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 really really did. The players give everything, and I, and and I think. as as much as it was disappointing to concede a couple in the second half, I still think that was the case. I still think every player will have no regrets from today because of just how good and sustained the performance was today, not from the first half right through to the end, because it had to be because if we didn't sustain that performance, if we didn't sustain that concentration, we lose today, but we didn't. And even in the face of some shifty, uh, sketchy officiating, um, we still managed to, maintain our composure um right throughout the game. But yeah, it's just, this is worlds apart from what we used to. This is, this is class. This is absolutely, drink this up, everyone. This is honestly phenomenal. I love it. I love this feeling. Yeah. We'll, it, it, we'll
2: we'll we'll come back to the referee. Go on, Ben. Sorry, we will come was, back so, to the referee because there's some stuff yeah. to talk about there. Oh, definitely.
3: No, I, I was just going to say though as well, I mean, just further to that point, like it takes some bottle as well from how to kind of say, like we're, st- we're st- it's going to stick. I mean, a lot of managers probably go that, down that early probably themselves a bit and think, fuck, like, right. Batting down the hatches, lads, like abandon, all, abandon all the plans that we've worked on all week. I know certain managers in our past would have, which, would which have one there, do you mean? Then? Which, come... which, which recent manager oh, might I,
2: you be talking about?
3: <laughs> I, I, said, I said, I said multiple managers, I think. would have done it. Um, are, they, but, are they both yeah, called like... Steve? <laughs> <laughs> possibly possibly but no the I, th- I think um like yeah to to, to have that um the comp like, it's, it's an element of confidence and bravery to kind of challenge man city and say do you know what we're, we're still going to play the way we want to play and and yes you're like we respect you and obviously there was a lot of graft going in defensively but to, to kind of um, leave as many plays as we were go like forward like Mickey and Max and, and Wilson were pretty much playing like up up the pitch the not I didn't notice them tracking back that much you, I mean obviously they were coming back a bit but it was refreshing to kind of see us be brave and challenge City in that way and it's probably a, a way that they're not challenged very often and it kind of stopped Walker kind of being able to maraud down the wing and, and Cancelo I mean we've seen how good those two have been in the past kind of 18 months or so in terms of tearing teams apart, getting forward. I mean, Cancelo scored a worldie against us where he literally had the freedom of the the pitch to kind of run 30 yards and then smash one in from like 20 yards. He, he didn't get that time today because he, he had to be wary of of our threat um, uh, going the other way. And, and it was, and I think as well, you, you can see kind of the... The, the work that had been going and because the, the runs that they were making were really intelligent. I mean, Miggy makes a great run for a chance where he, he rounded Edison and, and it didn't come to anything, but the the run he makes is, kind of, is off the back of Wilson coming across the pitch and they, none of their defenders see it. No one goes with him and he's, he, he just runs through. And it's like that they're not runs that we've really seen that front three do in the past, um, and it's it's you, you can see the work that's gone into it that the the, the the coaching staff are kind of developing every part of our game and it as you say it's, it's just really exciting. But I'm I'm just I'm I'm proud that they they kind of stuck to their guns and, and, and gave as good an account of themselves as they did. Everyone, every man in that, that dressing room today, the, the coaching staff, the players, like everybody should be um proud and excited about what what more is to come because Again, this is still very early days in in this tenure in terms of the, the working relationship and stuff. And um, I, again, I said we've, we've got a lot of players that have been here um, <laughs> through a lot. I mean, we kind of talked a lot about the bench, that, that kind of how weak the players are. But um, as as we get better and, and grow the squad and and kind of de- develop, and, and individuals will get better in
2: this. It's it's kind of the sky's the limit. Trust is a massive word because you're right; the players trust each other. They start making runs because they know they might actually get a pass at the end of it. Players, you know, they just gave up when we when we were terrible. Players like Miggy stopped making those runs. Maxi stops expecting to get the ball in in good positions, but they're, they're always expecting it now. Equally, at the other side of the pitch, trust is probably why what you said, Ben, that Miggy and um, Saint Max pro- don't did not need to get back as much as he'd probably expect in this kind of fixture. Trust in the back four. Trust in Bruno and Joe Linton to to boss that midfield. Like we 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 did in spells, have perfect control of that game. Yes, Man City found ways through us because they're that good, but generally speaking, all of those lads could be trusted with, with control in that game, with the ball, with the fact that Man City were, were doing exactly what we do. They were pressing us high, they were trying to shut us down. You know, Nick Pope was was comfortable taking a touch, trusting a fullback, trusting Trippier to get the ball with only a second or two to to make a decision about where to go next and that it's just it's it's so refreshing a team of players that really do believe in each other and do trust each other and to go back to um to to, to take us into half time we do need to talk about the two goals but we deserved we deserved to be ahead I, I didn't think at half time we'd been lucky I felt like that forty five minutes collectively was the best we could give and we deserved to go ahead the the crowd and the players combined we were one huge force and it culminated in, in two excellent excellent goals Adam yeah but even before you, you remember that that one that Almiron flashed over the bar as well when
1: he leant back mm. like that was I think the first good chance that we had in open play and you think oh and I remember saying to people next, like, you know can miss those we're not going to get we're not going to get many chances like we that. were raging
3: me and Si were absolutely yeah. raging that he'd missed that he'd put that over like, how the hell at this level do you do that I didn't realise <laughs> I didn't realise
2: it Miggy yeah good yeah, job no, he's, no, good right. job he bloody scored yeah <laughs> So very quickly, very quickly. Incident number one. Um, well, goal number one. So Maxi picks up the ball on the left. I think it's a long ball that Joe Linton jumps for. I'm not even sure if Joe Linton connects with the head, but he jumps for it. And it seems to go past them. So either he, he takes it off the Man City player's head and it flicks on, or it just goes past them both. Either way, Joe Linton does enough to get the ball to Maxi Mann. who gets it down, turns, runs 20 yards, and cuts back and plays in just a, a perfect ball in to both... I want to say Wilson, but it might have been Willick and um, Miggy, who were both arriving at the same time in the six-yard box. What's weird about it is, is that, I mean, where all three of us sit in the east stand or southeast corners, it's quite hard for us to tell if there's an offside shot. We're literally at, at the beck and call of a VAR in this situation. But I was just thinking, like, how could it be offside? Like, Maxi's kind of got there and cut back. If anything, the players are arriving behind him. It just didn't it didn't feel like it could be offside. So I was quite optimistic when that went in that, this this could get turned over here because the the linesman throws this flag up and it's it's frustrating because you don't really get to celebrate properly and then you stood around for two minutes because w- annoyingly I've seen it back now and it's it's clearly onside. How long it took them to decide that is a joke. Like as soon as you say oh it's onside, ref it's onside, give the goal. Like it it shouldn't take as long as it did, but it also the, the suspense did kind of add to the to the <laughs> moment because the the celebration we finally got to have for that goal was obscene. It was just like it won, it had taken half an hour from them scoring and us playing really well to get the goal. So it, it felt deserved. It felt massive. And it was like, you know what? We're in this fucking game. And just getting that goal and, and the players all going, having to stand and wait also, and then booming into the corner. It's just, uh, what what <laughs> what a moment.
1: And that it was Miggy as well, you know, yeah. after the whole, the whole Grealish comments and things. Obviously he wasn't of in the matchday squad at all, but it was just, I was so, so happy for him. And, it, you know, it, Looking at the replay, I didn't re- realise... Obviously, sa- excellent work from Sam Maximan, who had, uh, obviously he got player, you know, man of the match today. He was he was absolutely excellent. But that, that cross was sublime. And uh, the fact that it was, you know, it could have been Willig or oh, Miggy that sort of made contact with it. The cross was that good. And it actually... Miggy sort of dives in and it it, it, it sort of hits his, it's, it hits his thigh. So it kind of comes off at an awkward, an awkward angle. It, you know, there's no no Surprise that it was kind of difficult for Edison to kind of read or know what the hell was happening because it was, I mean, it was, the ball was in the net before he even managed to sort of a flying diving thigh from from Miggy is uh is pretty unique, but yeah, like you say, as soon as that goal was actually given, because I think we all just thought, ah, the, the, the flag's up, but no, it was a goal and we went absolutely ballistic. It
2: was a, it was an incredible moment, just just crap from the linesman, though, isn't it? Like it doesn't at no point did it look off site watching the replay if you're in line with that. Putting your flag up there—it's just—it's just bottling it. It's like, oh, better put it up just in case. It's not because he thinks it's offside. Because how could he? Just, just really shite, And obviously, I'm—I'm I'm very pleased that we have VAR on this <laughs> yeah. occasion. But yeah, what, what a moment! I definitely told
1: the—I sit quite close to the lines, but
2: <laughs> I definitely, definitely
1: told him um, that, that he that he that he made a, a massive error on national TV. So that was yeah. that was enjoyable for me from a personal uh, perspective.
2: Egg in his, his face. You're absolutely right. That also sitting with a big old egg on his face is Jack Grealish, as Miggy Miggy taught him a lesson on on how to score in a Premier League game <laughs> if you're playing <laughs> if you're playing when you're playing for a good team. Um, so yeah, unbelievable. But it it got better. It got better. Just just moments later, really, uh, maybe another ten minutes or so. I've got no idea. The first half felt like a blur, but we definitely <laughs> scored again quite soon after that one. Um, and. Was it even Yeah, it was 11,
1: 11 minutes in between the in, in between the goals. Eleven so, there, like, but, but the, this the build up of this goal just showed me just just how good a performance this was from Sam Maximan. It was more mature. It was more team focused. It, it, there was none of the, the, the I'm not going to. There's none of the flourishes that we're used to. But it was kind of he used his technical ability in a really functional way that that was it was purposeful. And I think once he realised it was just. Do you know what it is i'm causing them so many problems just running at these defenders they could they could not handle it and this is exactly how he kind of created the angle and the space for the second goal and to sort of drive into the decision making as well from sam maximala day sometimes he yep. last season he's he's, he's capable of the sublime and the ridiculous and magic he can win a game on his own he can create something out of nothing we know these traits it's about him Working as a team, fitting in this team, being disciplined, and just a shout out—he had as many ball recoveries, um, he joined most ball recoveries today, more so than any other Man City player. Like he, he, him and Miggy both had eight. They chased everything down. They, they, they won back possession. But yeah. he, his contribution, his the way he fed Wilson, he, he released the ball at the right time, which he's not always done. And 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 obviously, yeah, Wilson. I don't know if one of the other lads want to talk about
2: that finish. Yeah, look. Sorry, Ben. Just, yeah, you're just talking about how that goal came about. So yes, we've we've scored, and we, we absolutely we didn't just sort of go, "Oh, get in." We've got the goal we're back in the game. Ease off. We took that momentum and thought, you know what, we're going to stick this to them here. The, the strike while the iron's hot. We we battered them for the last fifteen minutes of that half. We really, really went for it. And you're right, Maxi's confidence was growing. Kyle Walker and John Stones did not know what to do with them. They had no idea how to handle Maxi Man. Every time he got the ball, he just ran towards them, and they shit their pants. They literally shit themselves. And yeah, um, the reason um, Maxi's probably got so many ball recoveries is, is that we were we were playing the proper Eddie Howe football that we've we've been come to come to understand. We were pressing them high up the pitch. We were pushing them at fullback. You know, um, Maxi and Miggy both shutting them right down. Joe Linton right behind them, Bruno right behind them, Joe Willock right behind, you know, we weren't giving them a moment. And they were, they were making mistakes and passing the ball. Basically, to Newcastle players, it was coming to Maxi and he's just nicking it, intercepting it. All of our midfield for a period there just, just kept getting the ball back. And City were, I wouldn't say they were hand in, because they're still good. And even when they're in their own box, when they had the ball, they were quite good at passing it around and trying to trying to get themselves out of trouble. But the pressure we were putting them under was forcing mistakes, even from world class footballers. And yeah, we finally got the ball to Maximan, who again manages to just cut inside and leave Kyle Walker ten yards behind him on the touchline. Kyle Walker is just like, "What do I do now?" And Stones is just like, "Oh, don't send him my way!" Like he's just that shit himself. And you're right, you released the ball at the perfect time. And I, I think me and Ben at the time were like, "Oh no, he's." he's 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 chose the wrong ball there because I think Miggy's overlapping just behind Wilson, but he goes to Wilson's feet. And you think, oh, well, actually, he's got ake on him, he's he's not got much space. And again, I, I'm wrong, I should have just trusted Wilson as Maxi did because the first touch is sublime, and then the second touch is even better, isn't it, Ben? Incredible. I mean, what a finish! Like,
3: I mean, I just I just loved everything about that goal. I mean, a long ball from Pope, and I think you, you, you said it before. Um, it was clearly something we worked on where the long ball to Joe Linton and it was Carl Walker. And I think, I, I I can't remember if that did happen on the first goal, but you said it did. So I trust you that you, you've you seen it. And, I might I have got that. the two mixed up, but but it's Joe Linton goes up and wins the header against Walker. And the fact that he's managing to get that on Walker and not Rodri, I mean, Rodri's quite a, a kind of a bit of a unit and would probably have maybe won the header or, or given a better battle. Whereas he, he, he easily beats Walker and it just leaves them so exposed and, Joe Linton winning that and kind of going and picking that battle flicks it on to, to Max Man. And you're right, it just gives him kind of the freedom of that that pitch to just run it. Josh Stones, who sh- she'll probably be going back to to do another album after that, try a, try another chance at her <laughs> other career because <laughs> f- football was not the one for her today. But, um, like, should he just absolutely tore him a new one? And I think it was Stones, I think actually, that um, fouled Maxie. Possibly for the Trippier free kick, I think we we're trying to say before. Oh, yeah, he did. Um, He's just like a scissored t- yeah. tackle. And t- we were trying to remember earlier who who was that. I'm pretty sure it was that situation. Just every time Max got the ball at, at, on in that position, you, you could see they didn't really know what to do, and he was so good. But yeah, the the, the ball into Wilson. I mean, it's a it's a great touch. I mean, we we said <laughs> we were kind of like, oh, what 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 is that? But the the touch is brilliant, and then the finish straight away. It's so like he, he takes it so early. Edison doesn't have a chance to react.
1: And it's funny, isn't it? Because we were talking on the preview about, you know, might they play five at the back, and we expected them to, you know, soak up a lot of pressure and and you know spring on the counter-attack, but those counter-attacks are gonna have to be really precise just to get anything. It's really funny because actually we just got in their faces as we said and we this 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 direct approach that we ended up taking where we just run at them like man city are used to completely dominating games and yeah the, possession wise they, they they got close to 70% uh, to uh, yeah 70% possession today but it, it, it's they might not be just used to this you know the the, the fearlessness of our players just like I don't care who you are. I don't care if you won the league last season. I'm going to run at you and make your life really, really difficult and and see if you've got answers for the questions I've got, you know, going to throw at you. And they just couldn't handle, they couldn't handle Maxi. And this is like an, an, an all match thing. And it's, it, 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 it's funny because when, when it was Bruce in charge, one of the only tactics was give it to Sam Maximan, and he'll make something happen. Whereas actually I kind of thought we needed to do that a little bit more when it, Kind of when you know after half time got in the second half, that we, we probably needed to give it to Sam Maxillan more because he was he really really was causing them so many problems. Yeah. Um, just just a, it wasn't it wasn't Aki had come off at that point, uh, for the Wilson goal. I do think it was Ruben Diaz. Um, oh, yeah, yeah right, even better, exactly, yeah, even better
2: player. And there it was. We, we, lads, we've, we've spoken for over half an hour and we've only, we're only just at half time. So I'm going to take a quick break now. We'll be back for part two and we're going to try and cover the rest of this incredible football match in one podcast. But it's starting to look like a trilogy at this point. <laughs> <laughs> back shortly. We're driven by
0: the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: Part two, basically the second half of Newcastle versus Man City. Um, we, we, we deservedly led at halftime and you could have easily anticipated coming out in the second half and Man City you know, coming right at us and us having to really dig in and try and see out this game and, and try and work for that result. But that's really, I mean, to correct me if I'm wrong, lads, but that's not how it played out. We continued, continued to give as good as we got. Man City had some chances. It was such an open, end-to-end thriller of a football match that we were partaking in. Even at 2-1 up, it wasn't like, shit, we better get 10 men behind the ball and see if we can hang on. It was like, you know what? Let's just keep playing. Let's see what we can do. Let's keep keep doing what we're doing. Let's get Maxi on the ball. Let's get, you know, we were having corners. We were getting up in, in behind them. I think... um I don't know who who had a chance not long after half time, but um, they got it got swept by past for a corner. But you know, it, it just wasn't the second half I was expecting. Very very, my, my memory is already already eroding of this of this traumatic and emotional day. Speaking of emotions, by the way, actually, yeah. So so far we've had before the game, anticipation, excitement, dread after five minutes, elation once we've scored at two one. I'm thinking, get in, we've won this game. And then, and then, what happens next? We, we we get the next goal, and honestly, in terms of the gamut of emotions, I, I went to we've won the league, lads. Like <laughs> when when that free kick goes in, I am thinking we are the best fucking football team in this country. So let's let's talk about Kieran Trippier because yeah, I can't remember some of the instances before that. We were we were very well, good. Go well, on, again,
1: again, it was Sam Maxman, and, he, yeah. and he's and yeah. he's and he's just. Driving at them, and it, 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 I mean, Stones is all over the place. Cal Walker can't handle him, and he's obviously like driving diagonally as he does, sort of towards this, you know, centrally. And you think, well, what's he going to do here? Is He's going to lay it off out wide for maybe Almiron or Trippier, whoever was there, or maybe he was going to have having a bit of intent on shot, which sometimes he's managed to do, but I think it's always going to be difficult against an, an Edison perhaps, um, to, to, to actually make that happen. So in a way, it was kind of better that Stones completely wiped him out, uh, fully justified yeah, the other card for him. Um, but it just showed the panic, it just showed the panic that we we were absolutely rattled them. And this is after, like you say, it would be the fact that it was after half time, the fact that we'd, um, we'd still managed to s- sustain it because you, you worry about half time killing that momentum that we had, it was all us. But I mean, just as just before Trippier took it, I was, um, I started, like, a little chanting, can you hear into it? Yeah.
3: And a little, well, I mean, a few of us just, you know, having a little, and uh, and then, yeah, Ben, do you want to wear? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, it's interesting, you, you say the word panic there. I'm pretty sure it was at this point where, um, I think it's Diaz, Diaz had to go over, or Diaz, is it Diaz, I don't know how you say it, Ruben Diaz, Um, but he had to, like, he, I could see him actually, like, shouting at Stones, like, kicking off with him. I think he was, like, trying to say, like, get your fucking shit together, son, like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna get absolutely hammered here if you do not sort your life out um and he, and he kind of did afterwards unfortunately but um he, he did look rattled and, and he was having a, a nightmare and i you, you like i think yeah i'm sure it was diaz it got like literally had to go over and literally like grab him and say fucking sort it out son um but yeah the i mean the free kick i don't think i've seen a, a ball struck any sweeter like to whip it into like the side net and i mean it's it reminds us of like the, the penalties Van Nistelrooy used to take, where like when he who was like in uh, his top form, like were just they were unsavable because he's literally like curling them inside the post. Where it's like what you meant to do. I mean, this is I, I said it before as well. This is Edison, like the best keeper in the league, um, in my opinion, anyway. And he's it, it, it takes something special to beat him on his side as well. Um, and it was just such a sweetly hit free kick. Like that is one of the the best free kicks I've I've seen taken at St James's. Such a sweet hit. And I I, I kind of didn't celebrate it. I was just like in bit of shock. Like I was like, "Fucking hell!" Like what a hit. I, I t- was, I was ex- yeah.
1: Sorry Ben, I was exactly the same. I was just saying the same before we went on air. I, was like, I I I just stood up, put my hands on top of my head, and just my jaw dropped. I I could not believe what was happening. And I just, the moment, like the way the ball just sort of like, as you said, side of the netting and then just, the ball ended up with the other side of the of the goal because it just sort of like wonderfully just like curved around, around where the, the net back. was. He rolls yeah, around the back yeah. of the net. But that moment where every single Newcastle player just sprints towards Strawberry Court, it was just, what a moment. And just the, crestfall, right? the crestfallen silhouettes of, of of Man City defenders. It was just, it was just a delicious Delicious moment.
2: Yeah, it probably it probably came too early on reflection because uh, there was so much of the game right, I, I thought would win it. I thought we would win it. And yeah, that the players all sliding on their knees towards the corner and just just yeah, it just felt like my god, my god, what a moment! And he just he's just hit the postage stamp. Like it is it, Bennett is the most perfectly hit free kick from from where it was. Um, and funnily enough, um, Nick Pope saved a very similar shot in the first half. Uh, I can't remember who takes the free kick for them, but. Um, might be De Bruyne, De Bruyne, but, yeah, po- De Bruyne, yeah, yeah. And Pope has to make a similar save to his right hand side and makes a very good save. But Edison's not saving that. There's no chance. It's on his side as well, by the way. The the wall set up to the left, and Edison's in the right hand side of his goal, but he's still not saving it because it's so high and so into the side net, and it's just it's just perfect. It's probably the only place you can hit that free kick and score. And he does. And yes, again, just an obscene moment, obscene. We've we've seen three already in this in this one football match. Three obscene moments. There's more to come, by the way, because there's some ridiculous <laughs> stuff still to come um, by this uh, young referee from Australia. But um, uh. yeah, <laughs> I, I thought we'd win the game at that time, and that was probably naive of me. And again, I'm not going to say that, um, that that the players got got naive or the the players got too confident. Man City then just did what they do and found two bits of absolute quality. Get themselves back in the game. I don't I don't think there's anyone in our team you can really blame for their two goals. Um if you really want to be nitpicky, you can say that um Harlan sh- someone should be marking him. I don't know if it's Dan Byrne that's on him from the from again, was it from a corner? I think or was it was it? Botman. Maybe Botman.
1: I I just think with the Haaland thing, obviously the, the it was the ball had sort of been whipped in. It was a bit of joke, ju- bit of the back post bouncing mm. around. And I think you just gotta you've got to applaud. You know, three cheers for Haaland, Ben. Um, you've got to applaud hip, hip. An- <laughs> his hip, anticipation hip. there, just being in the right place at the right time. That's that's wise, world class. That's why he's so coveted, and and he, and he absolutely he's not going to miss from there. He smashes it in, kind of like a little bit from almost the same distance as as Miggy. Maybe Miggy was a few yards slightly uh, out, but almost from similar position. But the quality of, of of that left foot that he has is just incredible. And then, obviously, four minutes later. So that was on the hour. Four minutes later, we're, 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 we're all level. Um, and what you were saying earlier about the ball from Bernardo Silva for Gundogan's goal in the first five minutes—the ball is so good, you think it must be offside. Well, the same thing happened, I think, for for their third um, when Silver's. yeah when De Bruyne just fed him from a central position, doesn't go out wide, he just just plays this almost like a Meg straight yes, straight ball through. And then Bernardo Silva's read it, and then you know his touch and finish art. Like, you know it's will it's world class. And you, and you you think you're looking at the you're looking at the being that that must be offside. That was more of a shout of offside than there for the yeah. Miggies was, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was just it's just De Bruyne is very very good at those three balls, it's, and it's Silva's out. very very good at reading that.
3: It's uh, it's an outrageous ball to even think like to think like. It's, it's a straight ball pretty much into the box where you think the keeper's just going to come and claim that. Like, to, to be able to play it at the pace, to yeah. kind of firm, to judge it, to, that it doesn't overrun it, it's perfectly in his feet where I think he's... I mean, he takes a touch, I think, but, like, it's it's just such a good ball. Like, I, I, you can't criticise anyone because it's like, that is literally... Yeah. he He's the best player in the league, in my opinion, and it's like, that that's what you're paying the big bucks for. Like, there's not many... I don't think there's anybody else in the league can play that ball... With the weight and the, the the kind of the the pace of it that he, he played it and it's just it's just too good and it, it as I say I mean it catches I think Willick out It makes him like it's, he's probably not even thinking like that's an out, an outrageous ball if he plays it and Pope's gonna get that anyway like playing that ball that straight through um, but it's just so well played you you just gotta kind of doff your cap um, but it's just like I, I, again though like at three three you think oh like there's there's still. Twenty-five minutes, half an hour to go, or whatever. Um, there's a long, long time in this game to go. Are we going to be able to sit out? But I, the, the, the the most pleasing thing was we didn't kind of go into our shell and kind of shut down. I think we, we probably were a little bit more kind of defensive and, and kind of defensively structured at that point, but we still carried that threat with Maxi. Um, and I think that's when it was kind of around that time that, that Wood came on for Wilson, and kind of we started to make the subs. And I, I, th- yeah. I think that was kind of the point where we we maybe lost a little bit
2: in terms of our kind of threat, but but we still carried a bit warm. I, I wouldn't say we got more defensive. I think we just we just burnt us we were so exhausted. We put everything into this and like you say Wilson Wilson apparently his his hamstring had felt a bit funny so they, they got him off a bit earlier. Chris Wood hasn't really impacted the game if they've put him on and he's he's run around a bit but you're right we, we started to look a bit tired. Longstaff's then brought on to kind of shore up the midfield and I think we We've, we're happy with our lot at that point. I don't think we stopped trying, but we were tired. We, we could not keep up that intensity against Manchester City for another mm-hmm. 20, 25 minutes. It just wasn't going to happen.
1: Yeah, I felt like there was a, almost like a recognition of, well, yeah, your squad is so much better than ours. And, and, <laughs> and, it, and it was almost, yeah, there was a feeling of consolidation because after those two, after they scored two goals in like four minutes, I think the whole stadium was a bit worried that uh, now they're turning it on. They just another one and the game's done. Kind of, I, I just, yeah. they did seem to, it felt like there was a shift, wasn't there? But I think, obviously, the, um, I think something that, that kind of disrupted that, that dominance was, um, was this possible red card that, that wasn't
2: true, true. If, if the red card had stood, by the way, I think we'd probably gone to lose the game. So like, Man City were really coming out of then, but yeah, um, just that I was just thinking of um that that De Bruyne ball cuz it's just running through my head like how is that possible but you remember when they first introduced like the through ball on FIFA like the early versions of FIFA and it almost the ball like a magnet goes to the play like you like a because yeah it yeah it just wasn't fair that's what it looked like like <laughs> nobody else was allowed to get that ball it doesn't go to the keeper it doesn't go to the defender it just it just magnetizes to the to the but <laughs> the, the ball um, moves over yeah it <laughs> like, just it's, it's, like, hang on a minute it defies all physics but yeah it's an obscene obscene through ball and an obscene goal but yes um moments later um man city you're coming at us again because they were they, they were piling the pressure they have the luxury of obviously bringing on world class players off the bench not not Chris Wood and and Jacob Murphy uh, so they they were getting stronger as we were getting weaker and um yeah uh, the a run of the mill halfway line cynical you might call it foul from Kieran Trippier just to just to break up the play take a yellow card jog back let them have a free kick but no this Australian lad um what's the referee called Gile Gillet? Jared Gillett I think yeah. Gillett um just out of no, no one's expecting it. No one, no Man City players are calling for a red card. No one's expecting. It. He just whips out the red I think De Bruyne was. I think De Bruyne was. De Bruyne is kicking off, saying that's you kind of <laughs> you know as you do, but he just whips out the red card. And I think even the Man City players are like, whoa, red card. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole stadium's just like. Eh. And I think for me, this
1: this is a good point to sort of mention. I, what I think was a huge disparity in the distribution of yellow cards between mm. the two sides. Now, you look at the foul on Sam Maximan that led to the tripier free kick that went in. That was a cynical, sort of scissory yeah. kind of tackle. Nowhere near the ball. That's right outside the box as well, by the way. So it's just a, a real goal-scoring opportunity. Completely the wipes them out. That's a yellow card. I don't think anyone had any complaints yellow card Trippier does it on the halfway line to De Bruyne and he suddenly he suddenly brought out a red card and I think he I I was apoplectic in the stands when watching that because I I was very, very acutely aware of how much we were we were getting punished for our tackles and comparatively they weren't getting they weren't getting punished in the same way for the same kinds of fouls, and this one was just like the Stones one yellow card, which was obviously a lot more dangerous and close to goal. And this was on the halfway line. Yes, he's, he stopped a counter attack. Yeah, it was cynical, a bit like the Bruno one early doors as well. But the fact that he's—I mean, after 19 minutes, the, it was 19 minutes when the crowd were first chanting, "You're not fit to referee." Yeah, and 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 it's almost like. Yeah, that, that might have that, just been a bit pantomime. We might have just been a home bias. But actually, I think the performance up to that point just reaffirmed how right that was because that call was terrible. He had to go over to the VAR right next to me. where He had to go over and look at the VAR TV and obviously he's rescinded it and just making himself look, look completely stupid. To, to a point, I, I almost would have had more respect for him if he stuck to his guns. But the fact that he just sort of oh, yeah, oh, no. and it's just like well, what, what the hell are you doing? He just loses control of his game, I, it was just
3: stupid. We 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 thought to be honest, like I, I genuinely think like he was getting wound up by the crowd, like because as you say, Adam, the, the yellow cards, like we were getting yellow cards for silly little tackles that were like eh, but then when they would do the same things, he would just let it go, and it, it was really yeah, not even I, a free kick. I I thought it was really odd. There was a couple of tackles on Maxi. There was um, there was one a couple of tackles from Walker that I thought were like surely given what he'd already booked for, like how how are they not getting anything? And uh, he, yeah, he was letting a lot of their stuff go. But I mean,
2: I do I, I do I do wonder it's like when the crowd is literally calling the referee a wanker, if that makes him <laughs> deliberately stop giving decisions because it really felt like he was reacting to that. It, it, honestly, yeah. maybe I'm maybe I'm being a little. bit... I'll show you. Yeah, but I I th- I think the
1: fixture was too big for him. I, yeah. I don't think he handled the occasion at all. This was a this was a match with global appeal, genuine global appeal. It's, yeah. it's a huge narrative behind it, huge context behind it. And, you know, we can't forget um, share get, getting hit on the head in the penalty box in the first half, which um, hasn't seemed to make a lot of the headline reels, but Again, that's another that's another genuine penalty shout against Man City at home that wasn't given that probably should have been given, and I actually think, you know, the officials I genuinely think it was awful. You got to remember the linesman stuck his offside flag up for for that Miggy one as well. I kind of think that the very very poor refereeing decisions in the first, you know, those first twenty minutes actually riled up. It created the atmosphere today. It actually. Yeah. It actually helped us in a way. We, we harnessed that anger and aggression and frustration, and it just got the crowd all up. And we were just like, "Come on!" And it started to get like tribal. And I think it was almost like we we have him to thank for for how you know vociferous the the, 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 the crowd was today. It was the atmosphere was like ridiculous. So just a little stupid one. My mother's got an app on her phone right which sort of I don't know why she's got this which let it sort of uh, records decibel levels and she claims after Callum Wilson's goal right on, on the second goal the decibel levels in that stadium apparently hit around 117 which is almost comparable to a jet plane taking <laughs> off but it just kind of shows you that the noise today was just sustained from start to finish and I genuinely think the poor refereeing sort of fueled that to to to, to Certainly in the certainly in that first half, but then also after the after the whole red card debacle, it just it just kind of gives us an extra bit of a oh come on let's get it we really really wanted it and um, but yeah delighted that it, that it was just a, a yellow card in the end.
3: It's it's definitely a common theme, isn't it? That a refereeing kind of the, the injustice of a bad referee decision, like just always and you, it always seems to be in the big games. Like it's happened in numerous manual games and and other games in the past where. Like a referee makes a rubbish decision early on and it gets the whole crowd up and it just changes the atmosphere. And it, there's nowhere better um, than St. James's Park with a riled up crowd over a crap referee decision. Like it's, <laughs> it just sets us up. And uh, to be honest, part of us, like wishes, like every ref would like just give it like a crap decision from like the kickoff, just so it gets the crowd into it and then we're properly starting it. And then it becomes kind of like a hostile atmosphere to class.
1: But in, in the past, it would be. We're taking it out on the referee because our lads are playing shit, and sort (laughs) of. Do you know what I mean? It's, but actually, the, the terrible refereeing combined with our really, really good performance was almost like an injustice. Well, you're stopping us from winning this match, and it was like the penalty, the penalty shout, the offside goal that was onside and then the, the red card that wasn't as well that for me that feels like too many mistakes in in such a high stakes game you mm. uh, know in, in, in supposedly the best league in the world I would be very very surprised if the league aren't looking at this performance and addressing it um accordingly because it was just it just wasn't acceptable it wasn't good enough and and, and I'd, I'd really like to think that's not going to happen again
2: mm. you're right though I think I'm um, in, a, in a perverse way it, it has enhanced the atmosphere it's probably enhanced our performance because it was very much us against the world I'd completely forgotten about the pen shot because you're right if you watch any highlights packages it doesn't get a mention now obviously I haven't seen match of the day maybe match of the day covers it they sometimes cover stuff like this after they've shown the highlights but um it's a pen I, I don't even know who goes up because I haven't seen it back but shares up and I think it might be Diaz again or maybe maybe Stones I'm not sure they it doesn't get the ball. The Man City defender doesn't get the ball. He wipes out share in the process. It's inside the box. It's in the exact same place in the box um, at the Leeser's end that um, Richie um, that uh, Ryan Fraser was fouled Fraser. last year. Uh, like it just, just you couldn't make it up. We absolutely should have had a pen. So I'm starting to think we, we, we're we're really hard done by not to win this game, lads. But you're right. Maybe that contributed to the atmosphere. Maybe that that spurred us on for some of the other stuff. So overall let's not dwell on on that too much but yeah I, th- I i i think you're right ben if they can just give a niggly foul away every 10 15 minutes in in all future fixtures but maybe not something that um not something too spectacular like like pen decisions but yeah something that pisses us off just to keep that yeah. keep that volatile atmosphere i think that's probably a good shout i'm happy to um, bribe a ref to, to just give a few shite decisions against us to keep that going um Lads, anything more you want to cover? Because we're, we're, we're coming to the end of the show. But um, Adam, I think you wanted to give give our goalkeeper a quick bit of um, a bit of praise.
1: I do. I thought Nick Pope was excellent today, and yeah, a couple of a few of his kicks weren't quite as maybe a few nervy kicks uh, throughout the game. But I don't want that to overshadow just the command he had in his box today. You know, th- you know those last ten minutes really nervy. They have swung a few balls in, looking for Haaland. and he just was there. His, his decision making come to claim and he claimed a couple in the in the last few minutes and it was just I had so much confidence in him to be able to to, to quell that threat and you know he claims it and it's just oh, I was punched I stood up and punched the air a couple of times when he did that because it was so important for him to do that yeah um and and, I, and also the the way that he he comes off his line really really quickly. I've noticed, and, and and being able to make a couple of good, good saves. He did it in the first half, and then the second half when Haaland muscled in between Botman and Cher, and you think, ah, this is... And Pope was there, and because Pope's frame is so big, he's massive, he just smothers the ball um, and, and gets, in, he makes a really good save, and he also denied Gundogan, I think, in that second half, right at the death, and Gundogan's got his hands on his head because he's like, Oh, nearly. But I, saw, so I just want to say, Nick Pope absolutely spectacular performance today really really and, and you know it's difficult getting used to a new goalkeeper a new a new number one but I, I do have confidence in him I think he's he's only going to get better at this point and he really really showed us you know why we why we went for him in summer it's he's been a really really good addition to the first team
3: I hope Gate was watching yeah yeah he's, that's, that's your number one right there if you want a chance of winning this World Cup in Qatar Gareth get that man in because the
2: other little man no no it.
1: ego no yeah. ego at least yeah. it's at, a job
2: done at least two one-on-ones he's 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 saved as well I think De Bruyne got through first half and then um, Haaland had one late in the second half I think at 3-3 as well so that, a chance to, to win them the game and Pope just come out so fast covered his angles so well you just when Haaland gets put through you just think oh fuck goal don't you You just think shit, we're done because he already and, hit
1: the post, didn't he? Uh, yeah,
2: obviously, as well. So, there was that th- he was Pope
1: getting close,
2: he, he felt that like he was going to get another so fast off his line, so quick to shut that down. That all there's no all Holland could do is kick it at him and hope he gets lucky and it goes through the keeper. Sometimes it does, but because there's nowhere else to shoot, it's not like there was a way around him or he just he just covered, he got out so fast. So, yeah, Nick Pope excellent. Um, Maximan, fair enough, man of the match. But you could pick a handful of our players and say that was an outstanding. Or one, one to eleven
3: were incredible. Like yeah. I thought, you'd, yeah. they've yeah. got to beat it. As I say, they go to to Man City like they
2: did. Like everybody was fantastic. All were, were players were superb. All of them. All of them were superb. You're right, Ben. Um, I think that's probably a great round off the show. I, I, it's probably a bit too soon to, to to digest that and think where do we go from here? Because I'm just so Champions so, League at least. So buzzed, yeah, like. <laughs> all of our preseason predictions that that we've been making over the summer and worrying about whether or not we can compete with your kind of Leicesters, your Wolves, your West Ham's, your Man United, all in the bottom five, by the way, (laughs) Um, can can we compete with these teams? And actually no, it's Man City that we're, we're we're going toe to toe with. So it's it's really, really encouraging. Obviously lots more work to do. We could probably still do with a few players in, because as soon as we lose a couple of these brilliant, brilliant lads to injury, we, we might get exposed a bit, but my God, that was, that was just something else. And, I cannot wait to see this team perform again. So thank you very much, Adam. Thank you very much, Ben. It's been an absolute pleasure. The fact that we're up um, after 10 o'clock, after a game so exhausted, so emotionally drained, and still able to buzz for a good hour and beam about about that game says it all. It's been an absolute class occasion. Thank you so much for listening to the True Faith podcast. This has been the uh, Manchester City post-match